Where does it go? Where does it go? All of that cast off junk, where does it go? Welcome to Where Does It Go, a podcast about the life cycles of people, places, things, imaginary characters, etc. I'm Emily. And I'm Sarah. And Sarah, today I'm going to tell you where Ziggy Stardust went. (gasps) Yes, Ziggy. So this came to mind as a topic for me because I've really enjoyed David Bowie's music since I was a teenager. Uh, And I was not a teenager when David Bowie was making, say, Ziggy Stardust and Spiders from Mars. Uh, I am not that old, but... uh, (laughs) And no... I'm kind of sad about that because I bet those were some pretty amazing concerts to go to. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to start with the story of Ziggy Stardust, the character, like like the, the imaginary character's story. And then I am going to go ahead and talk about how Ziggy Stardust was developed as a character, the sort of the little life of the character through David Bowie and then sort of the life it has taken past that. Sweet. So we'll start with uh, Ziggy Stardust. And if you, if you want a version of Ziggy Stardust's story that does not involve me talking, you can just listen to the album, the rise and fall of Ziggy Stardust and the spiders from Mars, because it is basically an outline of Ziggy Stardust's existence in the Earth world and where where he went. Uh, so, <laughs> so I'll, I'll talk about the album. The album opens with the song Five Years, uh, which is a pretty well-known Bowie song now, although it was not released as a single from this album. And the song is about how humanity has five years to continue and then we'll run out of all resources. And like newsmen are weeping on the news and mothers are scared for their children. And it's just this sort of feels like a disaster. And then the next song is called Soul Love. And it's sort of funereal in its feel. Uh, And then you get to the song Moon Age Daydream, which is the introduction of the character of Ziggy Stardust. And so Ziggy Stardust with his band, uh, the Spiders from Mars, came from space possibly from mars but that's not actually entirely clear i was gonna ask that i'm like are the spiders really from mars i i mean that's their name so we'll go with mars or mars adjacent locations (laughs) (laughs) and ziggy came to earth to proclaim the the news of the star man and to bring hope to humanity And so through a message of like rock and roll and loving each other and caring about each other, Ziggy uh, plays this music and gets all the, particularly the young people of the world invested through rock and roll in saving the world and through the message of the star man who will come from space. So Ziggy Stardust is not the star man. Oh. That's a different person. (laughs) That's, it's never really given a name other than star man. Uh, and Starman will come from space and save us all. And so the rest of the album goes through sort of 
how Ziggy Stardust is, I think it's been described as anywhere from bisexual to omnisexual, rock and roller with this massive glam, operatic, theatrical, kabuki-inspired, massive stage presence that Bowie himself described as very, very plastic. So it was very intentional, the way that Ziggy Stardust looked with these, like, either skin-tight jumpsuits or these massive uh, jumpsuits that had these massive, like, legs that that bowed out and made you sort of look like the Doppler effect. And <laughs> uh, the bright red, like, fire red mullet and the pale face paint with different colors on top, which was also very kabuki theater inspired. And so the look was very integral to both developing Ziggy Stardust in the real world for touring and then also who Ziggy Stardust was showing up as this like explosively colorful, vibrant, weird, skinny, sexual uh, rock and roller, bringing as much of a message of hope as he possibly can to the world five years before all natural resources run out. Wow. And so like plenty of artists have in their time Ziggy Stardust kind of gets to uh start starting to buy his own hype and that's when you get to the song Ziggy Stardust you get to the song Star and Hang On To Yourself and then Ziggy Stardust and those songs and particularly the song Ziggy Stardust which was one of the first songs I remember hearing and really being blown away by so uh I've been and that, I think I was seven or something when I heard that song. Oh, awesome! I remember I like I was in my dad's car driving to go get. I th- I think it was getting photos developed or to get slides developed or something. And oh wow, that's so, an old that's an old. I, thing. I, I, no. <laughs> so I wanted to <laughs> clarify that I wasn't alive when Ziggy Stardust was developed as a character or performed musically but also I'm not trying to denigrate people who were because I'm kind of envious because must have been amazing yes and so Ziggy Stardust becomes kind of a decrepit rock star or the the icon of a decrepit rock star that that believes too much of his own hype and has lost some of the message in feeling that he is the important one and then You've got the song Suffragette City afterward, which is sort of, it's kind of like a, a, I don't want to say old fashioned because that's not the right word. Like, sounds like a very original rock and roll song and was actually offered to the band um, Mott the Hoople in 71 and they passed on it. Uh, And then David Bowie like demanded a meeting with them and managed to get one. This was before... Uh, before David Bowie was like really really famous and um, so he played the song All the Young Dudes for Mott the Hoople instead of Suffragette City and they ended up going with recording that song because they liked it oh fantastic that's a little like album fact Um, but the last song and that's the song that inspired me to like look into this and like where did Ziggy Stardust go is the song Rock and Roll Suicide and that's got a very intense name and you'd think it would be a depressing song and for Ziggy Stardust it's kind of a depressing moment I guess but it's got a beautiful message and the lyrics are just wonderful um and they uh unfortunately because we do not have licensing song money 
<laughs> we won't be playing it for you, but you can find it many places. Yes. Um, but the the end of the song involves like, oh no, love, you're not alone. You're watching yourself, but you're too unfair. You got your head all tangled up, but if I could only make you care. Oh no, love, you're not alone. No matter what or who you've been, no matter when or where you've seen, all the knives seem to lacerate your brain. I've had my share. I'll help you with the pain. You're not alone. Just turn on with me, and you're not alone. Give me your hands, because you're wonderful. Aww. Yeah, it's just a beautiful message of, like, you are not alone, and you are wonderful, and I'm here with you. Mm-hmm. And the sort of rock opera ending to... Because this is sort of a, a, a prototype of a rock opera. The t- sort of rock opera ending of Ziggy t- Stardust takes place during rock and roll suicide where the infinites who are the ones that gave ziggy the message of the star man who are made of antimatter they come down from space and they uh tear ziggy apart on stage so that they can become matter and then they can come to earth and so that's where ziggy stardust the character when he showed up on earth with this message of the star man and the infinites were the ones that told ziggy about the star man he tours and does massive amounts of rock and roll and inspires the youth and then is torn apart on stage goodbye ziggy stardust wow like i feel like as i was imagining that he was being torn apart and jelly beans were coming out I don't know why. It's just, it felt right. It was like, it wasn't all bloody and weird. It was like jelly beans and glitter. Oh, I doubt he's got blood. It would be, it would be jelly beans and glitter and like maybe sparks, like from sparklers and stuff. Yeah. Just like fizzing apart into an, a pinata of. Of Ziggy. Of Ziggy. <laughs> yes, exactly. So that's the arc of Ziggy Stardust. And now let's talk about how David Bowie came up with the character and everything and sort of the story, because it's sort of become so profoundly iconic in rock music and inspired so many people that I did not bother to write a list because it's just too long. (laughs) 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 Like literally the list of the first like really famous performance of a song from uh, from the album is too long a list to bother listing here of how many people it inspired one performance so uh ziggy stardust is a david bowie character uh and showed up in the fifth album ziggy stardust or the rise and fall of ziggy stardust and the spiders from mars which was released in 1972 it was a concept album and i've just sort of detailed the whole concept of ziggy is humanity's or ziggy's message is humanity's last hope basically Mm-hmm. And so how did uh, David Bowie come up with this? He based the character of Ziggy Stardust. There's all these stories about Ziggy Stardust being based on um, Iggy Pop and Lou Reed and all these other fairly, very famous, frankly, musicians. And David Bowie always sort of laughed at this because he was very specific about who inspired Ziggy Stardust and it was based on a British rocker Vince Taylor who uh, was it's a very sort of traditional that's the word I couldn't come up with earlier about traditional rock and roll sort of the rockabilly 50s 
Chuck Berry-esque or Chuck Berry-inspired. I don't think Chuck Berry gets enough credit generally. Vince Taylor was a very sort of traditional rock and roller. And uh, he eventually, I'm not going to say I know how uh, he ended up this way, but he eventually ended up kind of going a little off the wall and claiming he was Matthias, the son of Jesus Christ. Good for him. And uh, preaching during his concerts about his personal brand of belief. Uh, and then he, the Ziggy Stardust was also loosely based on legendary Stardust Cowboy, uh, who is a very early psychobilly uh, musician. So it's like rock. I love that word psychobilly. Yeah, and I listened to some of Legendary Stardust Cowboys music, and I don't get it, but I know that it's the type of thing that a lot of people would really get get into. So yeah, uh, and his works on on Spotify and YouTube, you can find it. And then also based on the designer Kansai Yamamoto's pieces of of typically clothing art and the that designers some of those that designers pieces were actually like used or bought or or borrowed by Bowie during the Ziggy Stardust tour. And there's a lot of like discussion about oh is Ziggy just E pop with a Z and no uh, Bowie actually used the name Ziggy from Ziggy's tailor shop uh, in order that he would just see driving or not he wasn't driving he was in a train so like riding the train he would see Ziggy's tailor shop and he figured because clothes were going to be so important that might as well just name it Ziggy that's awesome. I love the name Ziggy. Like I would, I would consider the first name I would change my name to is Ruby, but then the next one would be Ziggy. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. That's cool. <laughs> go for it. I love that fact. And sort of uh, Bowie's goal is to create a really sort of plastic persona and one mm-hmm. that he could just t- put on to go do a show and then take off to be done with the show. Yeah. Uh, and he there are various stories about like why the big huge glam rock concept album in the early 70s and some of the stories involved that Bowie wasn't really happy with the hippie culture wanted to go elsewhere with his work or just that he was being very and these are like things he said about himself he was just being very like art studenty and I'm going to say a little pretentious, but awesome. Following through <laughs> Everyone with goes it. through that phase. Sorry. Yeah, following through with it enough that it became impressive. Yes. And uh, it, when it was released in 1972, in early 1972, it was not much of a hit. Uh, the previous album, Hunky Dory, was like a moderate success. And then the Ziggy Stardust album was a moderate success. And it had the same backing band. So the backing band for Hunky Dory became the Spiders from Mars for Ziggy Stardust. But when, in 1970, later in 1972, the, the group did a performance on top of the pops of the song Starman. And it blew everybody's mind. And it suddenly became a super huge deal 
And that was the that was the performance where if I listed everyone that it was inspired from it, it would be like every British musician in the 70s <laughs> <laughs> and later because, you know, Top of the Pops is a British show and it's a very popular British show. And so that launched the Ziggy Stardust tour. And so Bowie and the Spiders from Mars toured for over a year. And uh, during that year, uh, he toured... Uh, all over the world, uh, Europe, the United States, parts of Asia, and uh, it became a character that David Bowie was not really allowed to come out of. The character became too big. It became kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy of becoming famous for someone who was famous for being famous, and then fame brought him down. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, David Bowie was worried that it was impacting his sanity to continue to play this character. Uh, And that's not to say that uh, he didn't embrace it because the next album, Aladdin Same, which was released in 73, was written and recorded during the Ziggy Stardust tour and sort of got folded into the Ziggy Stardust tour. The character was continued and so it all sort of became one huge tour, one huge double concept album almost. Um, but David Bowie was getting really tired of it in 73. And uh, I don't know if it was thankfully or what, but RCA would not finance a third U.S. tour for the Ziggy Stardust tour. And so at Hammersmith, on which is I believe it's in England uh, on July 3rd 1973 David Bowie played through 17 of 18 songs uh, which there aren't 18 songs on the album so there were additional ones and there were guest performers and it was a huge concert and then David Bowie said this is the last show we will ever do and then played the song rock and roll suicide and then left wow and so people had no idea if that meant he was kidding music altogether, if it was just like Ziggy is gone, if it was just a stunt and he'd be back for his next tour gig. And so he was very serious and uh, never performed a Ziggy Stardust again. It was the end of the Ziggy era, July 3rd, 1973, during a concert. And uh, I had heard that story years ago and thought it was just sort of an amazing rock and roll moment like what a rocker thing to do exactly <laughs> like, that's badass and now we're done uh goodbye and we're gonna play <laughs> this like very moving song that is is very in my opinion touching about the death of a rock star character and goodbye the end so <laughs> uh obviously that's not the end of ziggy stardust in that uh the character and the music inspired so many people to do so many things. Huge, hugely impactful and extended people's under like knowledge of the influences into and past the character. Uh, so, I mean, again, I could make a list like Wikipedia does of the uh, inf like the 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 results and what was inspired by it but that's just too long a list uh you don't need to have me reading a list of like people who were inspired by david bowie (laughs) it's just not a practical consideration uh so uh 
that's loosely the story that's that's in a nutshell from beginning to Bowie's participation end. And of course, David Bowie has discussed the character a huge amount. There have been re-releases of the music. There was hope of doing an opera. There was hope of doing a musical. There was hope of doing a movie. Uh, none of that really came to fruition, although David Bowie was in The Man Who Fell From Space later. And that was somewhat inspired by the Ziggy Stardust story. So a component of it lived on. And it's just like this massive uh, rock and roll moment that was based on around two years of very hard work from a group of musicians and a group of artists. I totally respect that he was just like, nope, the end. Yeah. I love that. Well, it's really, it's smart, both because it creates scarcity, and that's just sort of sound business sense, but it's also smart because it's it's been very obvious throughout David Bowie's career, which wouldn't have necessarily been obvious in his fifth or sixth album, that he really appreciates trying new things yes. musically, or appreciated. Unfortunately, he passed away. Uh, so knowing that he wanted or needed to do that creatively is somewhat impressive not everyone really understands themselves that way so that's where ziggy stardust went ziggy stardust the character got torn apart by the infinites who then became matter from their antimatter so that they could come to earth and ziggy stardust the character was uh discontinued on july 3rd 1973 Wow, I didn't know all that. That was really super cool. I have always loved the aesthetic of David Bowie. I've always thought he's a really cool artist. Mm -hmm. Like just the things he tries and maybe some of his music has not been my thing. But just I really have always appreciated him being willing to be out there and just do stuff. Yeah, I think that's awesome. There's an interview, and I wish I could pinpoint what interview it was, because that would be much more helpful to our listeners to go mm -hmm. watch it. But in an interview, probably the late 70s, early 80s, but that's a guess, he at one point said that creatively, if you don't feel mildly uncomfortable with what you're working on, then you're not really creating enough. You're not pushing yourself far enough. If you don't feel slightly out of your comfort zone out of what is easy and simple for you to do then you're not you're not pushing enough and that's what he tried to do and i appreciated that as a message as a point to make so. yeah i don't know how many times i've heard in my life from various teachers etc that like life begins at the end of your comfort zone like mm -hmm. you need to figure out where that zone is and like kind of go a little bit past it just for a lot of different things, but mostly for art. This is what, like, message from artists, right. pretty much. And I'm I'm into it. I love it. Yep. So. I also, do you remember that Jeff Bridges movie, Starman? I do not. Okay, so I feel like this movie is totally related to the Ziggy Stardust song, but, like maybe came out of that because it was what early 80s could be it's a it's a weird movie y'all should watch it it's not there's no ziggy stardust ness in it but it's called starman and now that 
Emily has told me this entire story. Like, I'm I, I'm pretty sure that they got the idea from listening to Ziggy Stardust stuff. <laughs> Entirely possible. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So that's some listening homework for you, audience, yes. to go listen to The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. Also, if you feel like it, you could listen to Vince Taylor and Legendary Stardust Cowboy, although I'm not going to require either of those things because they might not necessarily be your gig. <laughs> Especially Legendary Stardust Cowboy, which is listed as some of the most interesting and some of the worst music ever made. So <laughs> it's definitely for some people and definitely not for others. Oh, is it? You know, maybe we should have a Spotify playlist. Oh, that's a good idea. Maybe I'll put, I'll put together a spot. I'll put together a Spotify playlist. Go for us. it. That's awesome. Yeah. We'll have a Spotify playlist. It'll be linked in the description of the show. Yeah. And That'll be fun because now I want to listen to all of this again. <laughs> and uh, go ahead and watch Starman with Jeff Bridges. Track that down. And there has been a bit of a resurgence with the song Starman because of Guardians of the Galaxy. So that's another. Oh, yeah, I guess small, so. Small, small uh, boost to the uh, Ziggy Stardust. I don't know. Oof. all right so you can find us uh at where does it podcast.com if you have questions comments or concerns you can email us at where does it at gmail.com i think that's our email is that right where does it podcast (laughs) where does it podcast at gmail.com is our website where does it.com it's where does it podcast.com okay okay good let me make sure. It is. It is. I just checked. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's terrible because I, I just rely on Google autofill because <laughs> I visit our I website, think, believe it or not. Although Sarah I think it's the, the reality of it. life. Like we're relying a lot more on computers and it's just obvious and that's fine. Like we don't, the promise of the future always was with, that we could rely on machines to do a lot of work for us so we could free our brains to be ziggy stardust type artist and for some reason that has become like making cubicle hell even more productive instead of like letting machines do more work (laughs) yeah we really do need a jetsons revolution where we just press a button for two hours a day and go home agreed although it's kind of funny that remote work was not much of a thing in the jetsons yeah it's kind of fascinating like, I would think that they would set up his house so he could just set press a button at his house. You would think. Then he wouldn't even need to commute. Yeah. But this is our reality we're living in now. But then how would you sell space cars? That's true. That's that's true. Let's not <laughs> let's not deny that. <laughs> Capitalism still reigns in the Jetsons yeah. universe. We need it's a star true, man. Does. We need a star man to come spread messages of love and peace and uh, efficient use of natural resources, I guess. Well, this ending, I, I lost control of this ending. So I'll just thank our audience. Thank you. And thank you, thank Sarah. Thank you. Bye-bye.